Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. What I desire, so wide I have to set the pizza guy's hair on fire. I told him I was sorry, I'm a liar. So no toys for me. I don't deserve them. I couldn't wait for a big wheel as the holiday neared. But then I told my grandma that she had a beard. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I just need a little laugh to get us started this morning here on the Morning Jam. So glad you're joining us. It is Tuesday. That means come to the table Tuesday, and we would love for you to put in your entry for come to the table Tuesday. If you're curious about how it works, <clears throat> this is how it works. You're going to text us 434-248-0704 with your name, your email, and um, and why you want to win come to the table Tuesday. Just who you want to break bread with. Uh, up to 10 box lunches. Some folks share it with their neighbors. Some folks share it with people they work with. Family members, it's up to you. We just want to keep the conversations open. It's brought to you by Honey Baked Ham in the Candler's uh, Station Shopping Center and Harvest Baptist Church, where they remind us all it is time to be kind. Here's your thought of the day for this Tuesday. A wise person makes more opportunities than they find. Yes, indeed. A wise person makes more opportunities than they find. Again, our text number, 434-248-0704. Our Mind Jam trivia today is about animals. And this particular animal contributes around $9.2 billion, with a B, dollars to the U.S. economy each year. What animal are we talking about this morning? This particular animal contributes around $9.2 billion to the U.S. economy each year. What animal are we talking about? On this day in history in 1975, it's the first time Saturday Night Live uses a time delay. That's thanks to Richard Pryor because, well, you know, he could be a little naughty sometimes. Also in 1989... Driving Miss Daisy, directed by Bruce Bursford, starring Morgan Freeman and Jessica Tandy. It's released, and it goes on to win the Best Picture in 1990. That's one of those movies I can watch over and over again, because it's just so good. Driving Miss Daisy. Also, in uh, 2000, American Vice President Al Gore delivers his concession speech and ends his uh, hopes of becoming the 43rd president of the United States. We have lots of birthdays today. If it's your birthday, you share it with some really famous people, including 97-year-old actor Dick Van Dyke. He turns 97. This is from the Dick Van Dyke show. For the longest time, it held the record for the longest laugh in a recorded sitcom. It probably still holds that record today. Are you trying today. to tell me that we have the wrong baby? <laughs> You're crazy. Honey, keep calm. calm, except that I'm a little worried about you. Darling, why don't you eat something? Honey, I have eaten. <laughs> Honey, I can take it. I can take it. Don't, 
That, our baby is probably just as, as cute as that one is. Oh, will you stop? Where did you ever get such a crazy idea? So basically, at the hospital, they get a mix-up. There's another family with the same name. They get flowers, and then their, their present gets sent to them. So he's waiting for this other family to come because he just knows the babies have been swapped. swapped. And when he opens the door, it's a black couple. So back then, that was very, very cutting edge and got a extremely long laugh by everybody, including the actors who was involved with it. But yeah, pretty funny. Uh, actor Steve Buscemi having a birthday today. He is turning 65 years old. Well, my brother... Harold asked me to be the best man at his wedding. I was like, oh, of course, man. Because you've always been there for me. Like when I was in rehab, and uh, like the time I couldn't find my car. Because Harold, you know, he's always been the dependable one. And I've always been the screwed up one. Right, Dad? Wedding singer. <laughs> Good one. It is a good one. Uh, actor Jamie Foxx is turning 55 years old today. Here he is playing a little game with Jimmy Fallon. John Legend singing the Toys R Us jingle. I don't want to grow up. I am a Toys R Us kid. Got a lot of million toys. I could play with, I don't run or grow. Maybe if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> I love Jimmy Fallon. I think Jamie Foxx is like one of the most talented human beings he on is the so crazy talented because he can do impressions he can do comedy well he can do he, impressions and comedy he can yeah. sing he can act i mean and and do it all he can ridiculously dance, well and he can rap. clearly do improv i know very well uh, also having a birthday today there are so many great birthdays uh taylor swift is turning 33 years old You just can't help getting into a good mood whenever that song plays. I can't help it. I just can't help it. Also having a birthday today is uh, singer Ted Nugent. He is 74 years old. I've given his cookbook as a gift several times. Did you know he has a cookbook? I didn't know that. He does. It's called Kill It and Grill It. It's a good cookbook, too. I'm just saying, if you're looking for a gift for that hunter out there, you might want to consider that one, because it's a good one. Guitarist Jeff Skunk Baxter is having a birthday today. He has played with some amazing groups. He's turning 73 years old, played with the Doobie Brothers, also played with Stilly Dan. But if you have a change of heart, 
We also have uh, country singer and guitarist Randy Owen of Alabama. They had just toured. They were just here, I think, over the weekend. Uh, he is turning 73 years old today. Couldn't feel better. I'm together with my Dixieland delight. And then a couple of more uh, actresses. Oh, oh, you didn't. A little bit longer. Spend my dollar on beer. I know the parked in a holler neath the mountain. New I know. Light. Have you not? But you say spend my dollar. I know the line is not on beer, but that that's part of the chant. Have you not watched? Like that's what they do in Alabama. That's when they not, play this song. Okay. Okay. That, but that's not in the song. I know, but okay. like it's very common when people when they say "spend my dollar," and then they'll yell "on beer." Oh, okay, that's a sports thing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay, that'd be why I didn't know it. <laughs> I figured you did. I was used. I was used to misheard song lyrics with Mark Lamb, so I just figured no. that's what you thought the song said. <laughs> I would play the whole thing for you, like how Alabama does it, but they right. also say. Other uh, things. Bad words. I would, yeah, then no, not going to do that. Uh, actress Wendy Malick, hot in Cleveland, just shoot me. She is 72. I can't imagine what it's going to be like living here without you. I know. I've been the son that you three revolve around. <laughs> wow. How do you really feel? And then uh, probably my favorite of the day, just because I was very privileged, got to tour with him. Some back in the day, country singer John Anderson having a birthday today. He is turning 68 years old. No, I'm not playing swinging. I'm playing Seminole Wind. So many birthdays today. All right, we got to get to break, but let's run through our Mind Jam trivia one more time. We're talking animals today. This particular one contributes around $9.2 billion to the U.S. economy each year. What animal are we talking about? We're getting a lot of guesses in, uh, including uh, most most people are saying dogs, which is a good guess. We'll tell you if you're right think it's dogs. when we come back. You don't think it's dogs? I think it's, I think it's something that goes moo or... Cheat up, uh, cheap. Okay. <laughs> Rolling down a backwoods, Tennessee byway. One arm on the wheel. Holding my lover. We are the Morning Jam. On a dark flat land, she rides. On a So, our Mind Jam trivia today is talking about animals, and this particular animal contributes around $9.2 billion to the economy each year. We're talking about horses. It's National Horse Day. Leah got that one right. Congratulations, Leah. See, I was thinking cow or chicken at first, but I knew it wasn't going to be those two because it's like, that's too obvious. Right. And no National Cow Days like in the summer because you dress up as a cow at Chick-fil-A. I think they do that on National I'm Cow. not sure why why horse. I don't know why today is uh, National Horse Day, but they're beautiful and I love them. How much of that is gambling on horses, do you think? I don't know. I bet you a lot. I don't know. And now... Because you're not allowed to use like horse for leather, right? 
I don't, I don't know. Okay. I just know people spend a lot of money on the horses that they keep. That's, That's probably true. what my neighbor Another spends thing. on hers. I don't know. They're, they're a very expensive but beautiful hobby to have for sure. So I mean, I get what that. they produce is mm-hmm. very expensive too, if you know what I mean. What? Horse, the, I'm not going to say it out. This is a family show. Oh, okay. But, you know, offspring of certain horses oh, can oh, yield a lots of money. Oh, because the, in, for breeding purposes. Got yes. you. All right. I'm That's with all you I now. meant by that. All right. That's okay. So we've got uh, lots of stories to talk about today. Some of them pleasant, some of them not so pleasant. Uh, we have had a rash of shootings in the area. Um, I mean, pretty much like everywhere. We had uh, a shooting in uh, Roanoke, and there was a injury of a man being shot on Florida Avenue in Lynchburg, um, and then we had some uh, over the in, in Rockbridge County. That was an officer-involved shooting. We'll be getting you updated on on all of those things. Uh, also, some controversy at the Lovingston Christmas Parade. Now, you would not think a, a Christmas parade would be so controversial. But apparently it was, and the Levingston Fire Department has apologized to the community following the Christmas parade over the weekend. This is what the controversy was about. A participant in the Levingston Christmas parade um, had some questioning the entry process with the social media. Uh, the parade was held in downtown Lovingston, and one entry had some upset. The entry was shared by Deshaun Clark, and it was a photo of a pickup truck with a large sign on it that kind of looked like a Christmas card, I guess, in the back of the pickup truck. The sign decked out in red tinsel read, Merry Christmas, Spend More, Get la- Less, Love Joe Biden. Ho, ho, hoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Clark said he was enjoying the parade with his son until he saw the truck coming down the street. He says political views don't belong in the parade. And when they got home, his son started asking him what the sign meant. That's when I decided to voice my concerns on social media, which many people seem to agree with. They uh, talked to the man who made the sign, ABC did, and drove it to the parade. His name's Richard Bell. He said he's an artist by trade and has made over a dozen signs just like this and has displayed them throughout Nelson County. Bell says he he does it to spread awareness of issues that he finds troubling. He said, I just want to keep them aware of what's going on with inflation and things like that. Well, I think everybody's aware of inflation. Mr. Bell. Yeah. It just every time you go to the store. Yeah, I don't know if the best idea was a Christmas parade to do, right. do that. Says I love this country. I don't want to see it going to the dogs. I just keep I just want to keep doing this till he's gone, referring to Biden. Mm-hmm. When asked what he says to critics who thinks politics doesn't belong in this setting, he said he understands. I understand that. You know, the parade, Christmas parades are about Christ, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> and giving and things like that. And I'm giving my part, he says, pointing to his son. They spoke with some other folks who were at the parade or heard about the controversy afterwards. And it seems as though the consensus was divided. So do you think it was okay for him to 
parade this love letter from Joe Biden? Part of me has to be like, okay, because I believe in the First Amendment. Right. But part of me is like, like read the room, dude. <laughs> like, come on. I know, but probably half the people there <laughs> or, were No, we're fine. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah, 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 yeah. They were completely laughing during the whole thing. It's just, yeah. uh, so what do you think? 866-916-3776. Is that appropriate? Is that okay? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think about also like this. It was the other way around given Nelson County. And, uh, and what I know of it, and I'm not trying to like stereotype it, I think if it was like, I love Joe Biden sign, I think the uproar would be huge. And so there, that's where I sit and I'm like. So you're saying he did read the room. <laughs> he might have. He might have read the political room, he but I meant. He might have read I the meant, room completely fine. <laughs> you're right. You know what? That, you got me there. Oh, my. Um, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, one one person said, regardless of political views, I believe it's Christmas. It's for the holidays. Uh, celebrating our fire department's parade is not the place. Um, the parade's for family and friends and children who just want to get out and have a good time and not think about politics. Um, others just want thought it was just a display of free speech. So there were some that said, you know, I, I understand so, why they did it. Basically both sides of what I said. And then another person said, if we can't speak our opinion, then where are we living? Russia? I mean, really? So so Matt says, I agree with his message, but who wants politics with Christmas? He had every right to do it, but he should have chosen to put the message elsewhere. Uh, Lucas says, sounded complimentary to me, <laughs> considering what he could have said. Oh, goodness. Um. Now I have save money, pay less, and I forget, like, whatever phrase that was. Like, I, I don't know what company that was, but now I'm, like... Spend more, get less is what the sign said. I know, but, like, there were, wasn't there a, uh, like, business that's, like, save money, pay less, blank? Probably. I don't know. I, that's Lovingston, stuck in my head now. Lovingston Volunteer Fire Department said that they wanted to thank everyone for their kind and constructive feedback regarding the annual Lovingston Christmas Parade this year. We want to continue to apologize to those who did not enjoy the parade and were upset by things seen during the parade. Regarding the previous discussion on our page involving the entry, we have a small update. We're currently checking with county representatives as well as lawyers. It was Walmart, by the way. To find the the best way forward uh, with this situation. It's just, it's so sad that everything has just gotten politicized yet that yeah that i hate the most like I, honestly like it just frustrates yourself like you feel like you want that especially a christmas parade like you want that there are moments where you want that escape and to see everything kind of get infiltrated with that it is frustrating all right and uh leia said um if the saying, let's go Brandon, wasn't on there, it would have been fine. Was the saying, let's go Brandon, on there? I didn't see that on there. But, I mean, I wasn't there. I'm looking at a picture of it. So, yeah. Well, that's... See, I don't see the let's go Brandon on there. Hmm. Well, either way, uh, they upset some folks, for sure, over the weekend with their... with their. Pra- Why can't we all just get along? That's my question. Let's just get along. It's too hard, fine. Janet. Evidently. Uh, Leia also said that um, you have no idea the money that goes into the economy because of horses. Oh, I'm sure. 
I just know what my one of my best friends spends on her horses. It is a lot of money. I was gonna say is I really want to go to the Derby. She has four. Whew. <laughs> yeah. No. And one is a big old draft horse. Nice. Gracie eats a lot. So there is that. Coming up at the 7.30 mark, we are going to have WDBJ7. Kimberly McBroom is going to be on the way. Also, we're going to be talking with uh, a military analyst at 7.30 about where we are with the whole Russia-Ukraine situation. I mean, people are hoping that we're getting kind of to a breaking point now. Jeff McCausland is going to weigh in on that. Um, the Kremlin has been rejecting lots of appeals but we'll find out the latest on that get jeff's up uh, input on it and we'll have more here on the morning jam thanks for joining us Currently 36 degrees in Lynchburg and Bedford, 38 in Roanoke and Salem, 37 in Danville, 36 in Amherst, 35 in Appomattox. Well, we've been trying to keep up with Russia and Ukraine. It seems like things are just uh, changing very quickly there. Uh, we are very fortunate to have military analyst Jeff McCausland with us this morning to get us the, the latest on the situation between Russia and Ukraine. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. There, uh, there, there has been some uh, ramping up in the area there uh, between Russia and Ukraine, with Ukraine having uh, a, a bit of success in spite of uh, Russia's efforts. Yeah, that's very true, Janet. Over the last few weeks, we've seen the Ukrainians having significant success, particularly down in the south with the capture of the strategic city of Kherson and pushing the Russians back across the Dnieper River, which basically many ways divides Ukraine from north to south. And this is a major setback for the Russians. with the first provincial capital, and the only provincial capital for that matter, captured by the Russians and was so at the very onset of the war. But the war really has evolved into two different wars, if you will. One on the ground, which for the last few days at least has seemed to stabilize, I think based on some very bad weather, number one. And number two, repositioning of forces after that fall of Harrison as we see where this evolves in the future. But at the same time, we've had this unbelievable war in the air, and that is the Russians, at least weekly, if not more often, launching large-scale missile and drone attacks focused on Ukrainian cities, and in particular civilian infrastructure, seeking to destroy the electric power grid, and in many cases the water supplies from major cities all across Ukraine. In the last couple of days, for example, they launched a major drone attack against the city of Odessa in Ukraine on the Black Sea coast and basically plunged the city of one and a half million people into darkness. Mm. The last I saw, there were still several hundred thousand people in Odessa without power. So not only is it dark, but it's cold as well, isn't it? That's exactly right. The temperature in Ukraine right now hovers at around 30 degrees plus or minus as winter moves on. Uh, a number of parts of the country, of course, have snow. 
uh, why, again, the offensive on both sides is slowed is because there's still an awful lot of uh, rain and an awful lot of mud. And, and mud, massive amounts of mud, are pretty mm-hmm. difficult to conduct heavy armored operations. But both sides claim, and the Ukrainians I spoke to seem very, very adamant about this, that once the ground freezes the next week or so, that they're going to renew the offensive uh, and try to push the Russians as far back, if not out of the country, uh, by early spring. Now, Jeff, we haven't had you on the program before, but you are a a military analyst. When you look at Russia versus the Ukraine on paper, uh, is this where you thought we would be this far into this uh, fighting? Absolutely not. And I think I'm in the company of about every other military analyst and expert that I know. Right. I I spent 30 years in the military, commanded in combat, worked in the Pentagon, and, and similar friends of mine who who are experts, I think, would have all thought this war would have been over pretty quickly. And, in mm-hmm. fact, I think at the onset, this underscores two terrible assumptions Mr. Putin made, which have proved to be untrue. The first was that the Ukrainians would not fight, and the Russian military, as you point out, would be vastly superior in numbers and quality of equipment and quantity of equipment, and that the war would be over in a matter of a few days. They'd be in Kiev, Zelensky would be run off, they'd put in a puppet government, and that's the way it would be. Uh, that didn't happen. Second was that the U.S. would not hold together. The Western countries would complain. There'd be a few sanctions, perhaps, but they would kind of accept that as a fait accompli. And that hasn't happened either. And the NATO is held together, I think, in remarkable form. And those two assumptions, which led him, I think, into this invasion, now bedevil him as he tries to figure out how to get out of this. Well, I think... Uh... You know, certainly the Ukraine, the the underdog there, but they have showed remarkable tenacity to the world um, in in their their level of fighting and uh, their their willingness to take on such a mighty power as Russia. So it's it's pretty fascinating to watch, even though nobody wins in war. That's very true. You know, I'll give you one statistic, which I think is sort of stunning and underscores what you just said, Janet. You know, there's probably 12 to 15 million Ukrainian refugees right now or displaced people either inside Ukraine or on the border in the bordering uh, countries. Uh, about 90 percent of those people are women, children and elderly. That, mm-hmm. That's the character of the Ukrainian refugee. On the other side, if you go over to Russia, you could say Russia has su- suffered over a million casualties so far in this particular war. Ukrainians say they've killed over 90,000 Russian soldiers and about 300,000 are wounded. But beyond that, probably three-quarters of a million, if not more, it's probably more young Russian. But these are young men. Mm-hmm. These are young men have fled their country. Even the Russian government will publicly admit to 400,000 young Russians have fled to Kazakhstan alone. Why are they fleeing? They don't want to fight for Vladimir Putin. They don't want to fight in his war. Right. Uh, and when, you know, the, when the number one search result in Russia is how do I break my arm to get out of, of being drafted— I mean, he has a problem, and it's with his own people, for sure. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we've seen more and more discontent in Russia. That being said, we have to balance that also by the fact that there's extreme amount of right-wing, very extreme right-wing nationalistic uh, complaints and critics of Vladimir Putin right now. Who would argue if you turned on Russian TV or listened to Russian radio or looked at Russian mill bloggers? that would complain that Mr. Putin is not pursuing this war vigorously. He should have used nuclear weapons. He should have, you know, burned down Ukrainian cities and killed every Ukrainian he had. So Mr. Putin also has to deal with a a real right-wing nationalist extreme critical problem 
At the same time, he's concerned about all those young Russians who refuse to fight for him in this foolhardy, aggressive war he's perpetrated against Ukraine. That's fascinating stuff. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you'll join us again. We've been talking with military analyst Jeff McCausland here on the, the Morning Jam, and we appreciate your insight. Thank you. Thank you, Janet. Yeah, that is, that's really interesting. Of course, you know, I, war is always horrible, but I, I will confess I love uh, an underdog story, and I think there's so many people rooting uh, for your Ukraine right now and uh, just the very those numbers that he shared with us about the number of young men uh fleeing russia i mean that that is a huge black eye for vladimir putin no doubt about that so that's pretty crazy it's time for janet's five and dine on the morning jam give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They are located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. They are your Midtown grocer, and they are working very hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Now, I want to share a couple of things with you. Um, they have some fantastic prices going on right now at FNL, including uh, on their prime rib. If you're interested in in prime rib you definitely need to go and check out fnl because they have i think it's 10.99 a pound they will cut it to order for you while it lasts but todd was talking about that yesterday uh on the social media and if you're a vip savings club member you can find out things like that uh, as well but i mean their prime rib is absolutely gorgeous he was showing pictures of it yesterday and uh and they are are cutting it to order so if that's something that you're interested in uh fnl market has it for 10.99 a pound look at that you're making me jealous right now it's, i mean it's gorgeous i i could do a mean prime rib i mean i i now that i you might can I, eat I, wait a, a minute prime rib? i just realized i can eat a mean prime rib but i just realized something yes i can get a grill soon you can get a grill soon yeah we've got big news about that we'll talk about that as well so here i have a little bit of a con confession to make um, guilty pleasure alert ahead. All right. As much as I love to cook, and I do love to cook, mm -hmm. I love Little Debbie Christmas trees. They are like... Join the club. I mean, they're very addictive. I can't have them in the house. And so, well, you can't because Mark might eat them all in well, one day. Well, there is that too, but then I'm tempted to eat them all as well. So today's recipe is a guilty pleasure all the way, pure guilty pleasure dessert. This is a three-ingredient Christmas tree cake dip Oof. that will look amazing. This is a Mark Lamb special. <laughs> it could be a Mark Lamb special or a Trey Lyle special because it's so easy to make and, uh, and everybody is going to love it. You're going to need eight Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. That means you can't eat any of them because you need eight of them. Um, so you're going to need that and you're going to need some Cool Whip. And then what you're gonna basically this is what you're gonna do and you need sprinkles red and green uh, sprinkles you're gonna break up those Christmas tree cakes you're gonna combine it with the cool whip and then after you get it all and don't break the trees up too much um, and then after you get that done you're gonna put it in a bowl and put sprinkles on the top of it uh, green and red sprinkles and then you could even do a little drizzle of the gel 
icing to make it look like one of the Christmas trees. And then you serve it with a side like vanilla wafers or the little chessmen on the side. Um, again, don't totally mash them up, but it sounds simple. I told you it was a guilty pleasure. If you need to whip something up that people are going to devour to take to a little party, this is the one to do it. I was very hesitant when someone sent it to me. It is absolutely ridiculously addictive and delicious. And if you're doing a buffet, it's kind of a, a quick dessert that you can throw in there with everything else. And it'll get eaten first. It will. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying it's, it's embarrassing, but it's true. I had to share it because it's something kind of fun. You want to see the recipe? Not that you need a recipe because I just told you how to make it. You can go to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dying. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share. And don't forget about that 1099 prime rib they have at FNL Market while it lasts. We'll be back with more here on The Morning Jam. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on The Morning Jam. I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at FNL Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL, they'll have you Christmas ready with beef tenderloins, $13.98 a pound, sliced for free. Whole boneless ribeyes are $6.98 a pound and sliced for free. Spiral smoked ham or brown sugar ham is $2.98 a pound. And all varieties of Oscar Mayer bacon, $4.98 for 12-ounce pack. Be a VIP Savings Club member by texting FL Market to 833-605-1804 and you'll save even more. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. The morning jam. Jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. for my children because I feel like I'm able to control what they learn, control the speed at which they learn, so they learn at a much faster rate, um, and control outside influences as far as peer pressure, bullying, political agendas, things like that. And I think that's a lot of people's reasons for homeschooling. I didn't like some of the things that my kids were learning in public school, and uh, they were learning a lot on the bus and at the school from peers and coming home and saying things I wasn't comfortable with, things they were learning morally that I was not okay with and that I would not have taught to them myself. They were learning uh, things that were wildly inappropriate, sexual things, gender-related things, and preferences, and they were coming home and, and stating things about that, and I was blown away that kindergartners were speaking like that you can't always control what other children are viewing or learning about in their home and that was the problem is they were learning it from other kids i do want them to learn things regarding politics things regarding morals things regarding you know our beliefs i'd rather them learn from me or ask me questions than to learn from somebody who i might not agree with so that is a mom out of Texas who is speaking out and talking about her journey with her children. Um, she, her name is Tara Carter, 
And she said since she has pulled three of her four children from public schools, she has seen a significant advancement in their reading levels. Um, She says the advancement has been truly amazing. Of course, we've been talking about this on the show for quite some time now. Uh, Math scores saw the largest declines ever across every state. And, oh, my word, Virginia is so horrible. I think we're last, if I'm not. You might want to double-check that for me, Trey. But I think that we are, if we're not last, we're very near the bottom in uh, math scores and I think reading scores as well. Uh, Five-point drop for fourth graders, eight points for eighth graders, according to the nation's report card. Reading scores dropped to levels not seen since 1992, decreased three points for both grades in two years, revealing significant setbacks during the pandemic. But Carter's children has shown improvements this year. She said just after a few months of homeschooling, Her twins are reading way above their grade level. They've moved through so fast, they're going to complete it before the end of the the grade year, and they will move up to the next level. She pulled her kindergartner and her twin first graders from public to homeschool, but allowed her ninth grade daughter to attend high school with her friends. Her decision to switch to homeschooling derived from disagreements with the curriculum focusing on topics like gender identity and sexual orientation rather than core subjects like math and language arts. She said that her ability to give her kids one-on-one instruction, move at their own pace, help with their academic progress. And she said in public classrooms, so many children don't get individual uh, attention that they need. And she's blessed to be able to give them that and focus on them one child at a time. Texas students pulled from public schools for homeschooling increased by 40% in the spring of 2021 compared to the previous years. Um, she said that at-home learning We're actually a- even helped her social well, well-being and um, and that it's been better for the for the children as well. Here's the here's the thing. I, I think there is a lot of advantage to homeschooling if that family can manage it. The, the here's the problem though. A lot of families cannot either they can't afford to do it and I know what some of you are going to say. They're going to have to sacrifice and that's true. If if you're willing to make that sacrifice but you also have to have the ability to do this i mean there are some people out there who struggle with reading themselves and for them it's not possible for them to perhaps homeschool um they're not last because they're actually above national average in some categories I'm talking about math and and reading yes yeah, so math at fourth grade they're at 236 this was the um, score for 2022, the national average was 235. That is still, though, 11 points down from 2019, which is a significant drop. That's And that's a bigger drop than the national National average, average. was only 5. So, And then reading grade was 214, which is a 10-point drop, and then the national average was 216. Mm. So this shows this is just a nationwide issue. This is a national issue, but this is uh, magnified in a— 
probably in a state that was very good educationally has now come to the middle of the pack, which is not a good thing no. compared to where they were. It's like it. you think about a team that's consistently good, our education system now has become middle of the pack. That's not good. The well, expectations became. And, we, and we've been middle of the pack for compared to some countries, um, not even the middle of the pack in some cases. And now like post covid all of a sudden everything went completely wonky we when we should be focusing on getting our kids back up to reading level and math and that type of thing now we're dealing with all this gender nonsense and um the the sexual parts there are certain things that should not be taught in school some things should be addressed at home for a kindergartner to be coming home and asking her their parent about am I a boy or a girl because they're learning about on the bus you know and the teacher's reading them a book called what what am I supposed to be I mean I God bless her for being able to go and do that my concern is not everybody is going to be able to to do that and you know do we just completely abandon the public school system and just say, fine, we're going to, you know, um, what are your all, what do you think the solution is? 866-916-3776. Um, I mean, part of me says, yeah, everybody needs to homeschool, but that's not that's realistic. That's not right, yeah. It's you, not realistic. Like, I couldn't learn in a homeschool environment. I couldn't. I, I'm someone that, like. You need to be, but. I need that structure. Well, you can get that structure in a homeschool environment. And and I and and listen. Also, I, with what my parents did, like neither of my parents could be the teacher. Like my mom is a vice, like works her butt off at her job now. Like she couldn't take. And my dad works like right. It would so. it would take a great deal of sacrifice monetarily, career wise. That would have to be abandoned. But now they have co ops. For some people, are like, oh, my kid couldn't be alone um, all day. Well, with with homeschooling co ops, that's not. You know, you you are around other kids. Let's go to the phone lines. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Good morning. Homeschooling. Love it. We did it with our children. They, like I think I told you before, my son went to college at 14, my daughter at 16. Yeah. You can have all kinds of structure you want, Trey. If you're worried about some people who can't maybe do the math, nowadays it's easy. Everything's on the computer. You can have, (laughs) you can talk to actual. A lot more resources. Yeah. Back when we started, it was books, and the kids still, again, you they go at their own speed. And our kids were faster and getting bored at the public school. Socialization was better. They could socialize with other parents and children that had like values. They, they associated with more adults, and they were more mature than kids at their level. And they didn't have to deal with the bullying and seeing sexual acts in school and drug dealing was the last thing my daughter Last straw for her when she was in sixth grade. I got a homeschool. I saw drug deals that came and arrested a kid right in front of her in class at Stanton River Middle School with cocaine. Wow. In middle school. No reason to go to school to experience that. You're not missing any experiences if you don't go to school. You have rec league sports, and I think a lot of schools now actually you can participate in the regular sports if you want to, being a homeschooler. It's called the Tebow Law. Yeah, it is called the Tebow Law. Shout out to Tim Tebow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. You're not missing anything in public school other than the bad stuff. Bullying, fights, being picked on, sitting in class, being bored because you're smarter than everybody else. <laughs> mm. 
Thanks for calling in this morning, Dale. You are a, a strong right. advocate for homeschooling for sure. Homeschooling's number one. Dale says don't school. stay in school. Uh, that's right. Exactly. That's his <laughs> motto. Uh, Leah says homeschools for sure. Do without sacrifice and do what is good for your children and their minds. So there you go. We'll be back with more. If you have an opinion on this, give us a call. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.